Well, hello everybody. We're continuing our reading through the Gospel of Mark. My name is Derek, and I'm excited about today's scripture. I think it's going to be a really good one. I mean, they're all they're all good because the Bible's pretty awesome. But we're in Mark chapter eight. If you've been following along with us in this journey, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Watch the road if you're driving. Don't don't look. Don't nope. Watch the road. Yep, there we go. All right, uh, now we can go. Now, if you're just enjoying this, uh, I don't know, maybe you're watching the sunrise, you know, and you're just listening, which I had some really inspiring music. I've been thinking about putting music behind this. What do you guys think about it? Let me know. Anyways, Mark chapter 8, verses 11 through 21, 10 verses for you today, kind of two parts, but I'm going to focus on just a few verses specifically, but we'll walk through the whole thing together as one does when we go through the Bible on this podcast. So again, thanks for listening. Mark chapter eight, starting in verse 11, came and began to argue with him, Jesus, seeking from him a sign from heaven. Okay. That's the thing we're going to talk about to test him. And he sighed deeply. (sighs) Really? Like that, kind of like that, except more like more probably like more holy, um, sighed deeply in his spirit and said, why does this generation seek a sign? Truly, I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them, got to the boat again and went to the other side. Now they had forgotten to bring bread and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. He cautioned them and saying, watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and leaven of Herod. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. But they just said they had one loaf. What are they talking about? And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the five thousands, you know what? How many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They said to him, Twelve. And the seven for the four thousand, like what just happened. <laughs> and they said to him, how many baskets did you take up? And they said to him, seven. And he said to them, do you not yet understand? So we get this two interactions. There's interaction with the Pharisees and then interactions with the disciples. And both of them didn't go that well. Both Jesus was disappointed <laughs> in both. And, uh, you know, they're in good company because, um, you know, I mean, I think at some point, you know, we've probably all did something dumb like this. But what I want us to see here is uh, the first part of this, especially where we get this interaction with Jesus and the Pharisees. And there's a lot to kind of walk through, and I'll give you the gist of it and what I got from it. But they ask for a sign from Jesus. And this this sign that they're asking for is um, a sign, according to them, a sign from heaven. And the reason I put emphasis on that is because that's different than I think we have to understand the language of, of what they're asking for here. So they, first of all, they, they're arguing with him and that seeking from him a sign, that's actually uh, more like a demand. And in fact, in the ESV, the head, head, the heading for that particular part says demand a sign. They were demanding him to create a sign from heaven. When they say that, that's apocalyptic language, meaning they wanted Jesus to send fire from the sky to destroy their enemies. Basically, they wanted to see him do something that demonstrated his power. Now, Jesus has done many miracles, and he's proven himself to be a miracle worker um, up to this point. 
but it wasn't good enough for the disciples. They wanted to, or for the Pharisees, sorry. They didn't wanted to see him do something um, that was more of a sign from heaven, something that would um, bring down the enemies of the Israelites. And so Jesus refuses to do this because this is not what he was sent to do. He was he was sent to give life for all humanity on the cross. And um, he wasn't sent to smash the enemies of Israel or to give that nation political power. Um, he was meant to, to take a different action for God's purposes. And so that's, that's the misunderstanding that a lot of a lot of people in that day and time, particularly the, the uh, Pharisees, had of Jesus, that, that he's not here to make us this powerful nation. He's here for the cross. And they asked for this very elaborate, um, you know, sign from heaven. Um, and instead, uh, to they test him. And by the way, that word test, it, it's better translated tempted, similar to the way that the devil tempted him. Now the Pharisees are tempting him. Um, this isn't to try to get him off his path, his what is his purpose, and um, and instead Jesus doesn't do that. Um, I love the way the NIV application puts it. It says Jesus will offer this generation generation no noisy sign from heaven, only the wind whistling through an empty tomb after his crucifixion. So we see the disciples as well. They struggle with understanding this. And here's what I want us to get from all this is that. This whole book of Mark, just a reminder, is all about knowing who Jesus is. And I love that Jesus asked, do you not remember? My, my prayer is that we are people that Jesus doesn't have to ask that for. We remember who he is. He is the provider. He will always be the provider. He knows our needs. Even when he looks like there's no way that we're going to be provided for, Jesus can Provide. We don't have to ask for a huge or elaborate miracle for him to do something that's outside of his nature. He's got us. He can take care of us. I hope that speaks to you today. I'd love to know what you got out of today's scripture. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.